Good evening and welcome to the City of Champaign Township meeting for August 3rd, 2021. Call this meeting to order and I'd ask the clerk to please call the roll. Board Member Pianfetti? Here. Williams? Here. Beck? Here. Bruno? Here. Fulmer? Gladney? Present. Henningas? Here. Kyles? Here. Chairperson Finan? I am also here, and um, Council Member, Town Board Member Fulmer is on vacation, just so everybody is aware of that. Um, so we need approval of the minutes. Sorry, I need to switch gears here a little bit. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Do we have any correspondence? We have none, Your Honor. We have our summary of expenditures. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, Your Honor, nothing remarkable. Of course, it continues to be um, a higher number than average due to the amount of COVID housing assistance we're providing. Uh, but outside of that, everything is um, normal. Town Board Chair, I move that we put on file the summary of expenditures for June 2021. Second. Is there any discussion or further questions? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. We're now at the point of our meeting for audience participation on town board issues. If you're here and want to address the town board, please step forward, state your name and city of residence. Please limit your comments to five minutes or less. My name is Alan Max Axelrod. I'm a resident of Urbana. I work in Champaign. Is, the timer hasn't started. Should I keep going? Uh, yep, sorry. Totally you. fine. You got it. In August of 2019, some unpleasant business befell the city when the pretense of urine and feces was used to motivate out of the concern for public health, the equivalent of a homeless sweep where the possessions of numerous homeless community members was confiscated. I think at this point, we should have a very different perspective on public health. Today, President Biden echoed a concern that I had brought to this body in varying capacities and that I think the township in particular is very well suited for. They offered, or rather, President Biden said pointedly that there should be $100 offered for folks to get vaccinated. This may seem to come out of nowhere for some folks who hadn't paid attention to past previous comments, including folks in this room, so let me just briefly recap. 49.6% of the population has been vaccinated as of yesterday at 6 a.m. Eastern. That is more than the percent of the population that voted for president in 2020. So all the media narratives you've heard about it being the Republicans' fault, they certainly haven't helped. But that's not the totality of the story, and there's a vast percentage of the population that struggles, that does not participate in our electoral process, and that needs the public health mechanisms that we have, including the board member of public health, to step up. 
So please consider following the advice of the president in allocating funds to incentivize our residents to get vaccinated. This isn't just for the folks that are struggling who otherwise would have no money for the unpaid leave that they would likely need in order to get the vaccine, in order to ride out the side effects of that vaccine. But anybody who's cynical, anybody who is more about the hustle that just wants that $100, let them have it. Because if you've looked at the public health districts, statistics on community spread, McLean County is doing better than Champaign County. And Champaign County is among the communities that has very high levels of community spread. To emphasize the necessity of this across a wide range, again, I've talked to this body in the capacity of being a campaign lead of No Aaron Shutoff's Zero Dollar All Volunteer Coalition, a 49 member organization spanning the state of Illinois, as well as parts of Indiana and Iowa, is that the utility shutoffs issue was a massive public health issue, too. It remains so. The utility disconnection avoidance program, that is the program where LIHEAP funds that remained unused were directly appropriated to and applied to members' utility bills, that stopped June 30th. Two weeks later, we were over 1,000 cases a day when previously there were mere hundreds. This case is getting much worse. We had over 2,600 cases today. I'm going to read to you a description of the working conditions of a member of Ameren, Illinois. I got a call from a nurse who works in the COVID unit who paid $2,000 to keep one account open and just got shut off on her other account. She was crying, saying how she's watching people die and she hopes Ameren is happy and never has sick relatives. I'm at a loss as to how to respond to that. She's right, she shouldn't be cut off. She should have help. And I have to tell her that she has to pay over $500 after putting all her money to us to get reconnected. The eight resolutions that we've passed in six counties for utility shutoffs wasn't a power play. We are still in a pandemic. The May 17th letter that I had, or the early May open letter that I had in the News Gazette that said that we were running out of time, that then had a rebuke where the News Gazette blocked a response to that that was very polite. None of that was a power play. This has always been pub a public health issue. The township is uniquely suited to be able to appropriate some of those funds. They should not do so alone. The public health district needs the support of, of as many public bodies that are willing to step up. Lastly, I'm just going to say this. Some people assume that one will opportunistically grandstand on an issue when they're right because somehow it gives them more credibility. I've been in the hospital due to this. I've been traumatized due to this. My grandmother died with blood in her lungs during this. Take public health seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that wishes to address the township? Please step forward, state your name and city of residence. Seeing none, are there any um, town board member comments? Township supervisor. Thank you, Your Honor. I just want to summarize briefly. As you know, we've been fortunate to receive uh, quite a few grants related to COVID um, and specifically COVID assistance. And so I, I wanted to summarize because we're actually unfortunately coming near the end of many of these grants. 
some of the money that we've provided over the last more or less year. Um, so we've received about $500,000 in rental assistance and, and of that 500,000, all of that money has since gone out. We currently have about $125,000 additional money that's specific to COVID housing assistance. Um, and then we also have provided an additional $100,000 in township rental assistance. So more or less when, um, let's say by this, by our next township meeting, we will have provided $700,000 in um, rental assistance, the vast majority of that being for COVID. We've also received an additional $152,000 in grants, 25 specific to um, utility assistance, 10,000 for Prosperity Gardens to ensure that the men and women that are working in the gardens um, have the basic needs met. Um, an additional $94,000 for um, cures money related to the operational costs of the township over COVID. And then um, a community development block grant for 22,000 for again, see you at work. So as I noted, we have about $150,000 left in COVID specific rental assistance money uh, and the moratorium's ending next month. So um, I just wanted to kind of paint that picture because as we move forward, obviously um, evictions are continuing or starting, excuse me, and will continue over the next few months. And I don't think we've even really touched um, the beginning of what we're going to see over the next six months or a year. And, and, you know, it's hard to say, of course, to predict what, what's going to happen with COVID. So we're going to continue to work with our partner agencies. We're going to continue apply, um, to apply for grants, especially grants related to COVID. Um, but I think, unfortunately, we're going to see um, things get a lot worse before they get better. And, and I just wanted to share that with you um, as elected officials because, um, you know, we've done some really great work, but we unfortunately haven't met the need and definitely aren't going to be able to meet the need as we see it moving forward. Um, and, and to that point, one of the things that I'm excited about over the next few months is we're going to work on a strategic plan with the Community Foundation. Uh, as you know, they work closely with nonprofits, and although we're a local level of government, a lot of the work we do is, is similar to nonprofits. And so the work they're going to do with us is um, free of charge, which is, of course, nice on a limited budget. But we want to look at how we're going to continue to provide the services we provide uh, to the citizens um, as we move forward. And so you'll be seeing a report on that in the next six months or so um, to help us better, I think, lead um, as local elected officials. And that's all I have. Thank you. Are there any questions? All right, we need a motion to adjourn. Town Board Chair, I move that we adjourn. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. We are adjourned. I now call to order the Champaign City Council meeting for August 3rd, 2021. I invite you all to join me for a moment of silence, followed by the pledge. <clears throat> Please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Here. Williams? Here. Beck? Here. Bruno? Here. Fulmer? Gladney? Present. Meninguez? Here. 
Kyles? Here. Mayor Finan? I am also here. City Manager. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, this evening, it is my privilege to introduce two employees who have been promoted to new positions in our organization. The first person I'd like to introduce is Deontay Young. Deontay has been an intern with us in our IT department for nearly three years, and we are so pleased that he has now been selected to the permanent position of programmer in our IT department. Um, you know, the whole world depends on technology and the city is no different. And someone like Deontay who is patient and informative and is there when we need troubleshooting um, is just, um, we can't say enough about how wonderful it is to have you in the organization, how much we've enjoyed working with you and how grateful we are that you now are a permanent member of the city family. So congratulations, Deontay. The next person I'd like to introduce is Sophia Snow. This is Sophia's second introduction before the city council. She used to be an account clerk too in our finance department and was recently selected to be a customer service representative in our public works department. Um, at first I thought I was gonna be really sad and miss her smiling face in finance, but I've been in public works a few times this week and she is a wonderful addition to the already <clears throat> exceptional customer service staff out in public works. And so I'm glad that we still have your smiling face available to help our customers out in public works. Um, she's gonna be a great addition to the team, so congratulations to you. All right, I'd like to invite council to join me down front with, and I would ask Chief Cobb to please join us as well. Whereas Anthony Cobb joined the city of Champaign as chief of police on March 12, 2012, he will resign as chief of police this Friday, August 6, 2021, capping a career in community policing lasting more than 28 years. And whereas a lifelong member of the Champaign-Urbana community, Chief Cobb is a graduate of the United States Military Preparatory School at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, and earned a Bachelor of Arts degree from Eastern Illinois University, and... Whereas he completed the Northwestern Center for Public Safety School of Police Staff and Command, where he was presented the prestigious Franklin M. Kremel Leadership Award, which is awarded to a student nominated by peers for displaying the leadership, dedication, devotion, ethics, and sense of justice needed in today's law enforcement community. And Whereas, prior to serving as Chief of Police for Champaign, Cobb served for more than 19 years with the Urbana Police Department, rising through the ranks serving as Patrol Officer, Field Training Officer, Community Policing Officer, School Resource Officer, Investigator, Sergeant, Lieutenant, and Assistant Chief of Police. And whereas he has served on several boards and committees to help advance public safety, 
organizational goals, and community well-being, including the Champaign County Community Coalition, METCAD Policy Board, Public Safety Records Management System Board, Rosecrans Community Board, Public Safety Advisory Committee at the University of Illinois, National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police, and the International Associations of Chiefs, Chief of Police and Whereas during his tenure, Chief Cobb guided the Champaign Police Department to a, the principle of 21st century policing with a focus on community engagement, police communities, relation, police community relations, openness, transparency, and implementing a fair and equitable model for public safety. And whereas Chief, under, under Chief Cobb's leadership, the Champaign Police Department took a number of action steps to proactively provide professional law enforcement services in response to the community's changing needs and. Whereas Chief Cobb has accepted the position of Deputy Director with the Illinois Law Enforcement Training and Standards Board, an opportunity to utilize the lessons learned from a stellar career to extend his impact to the law enforcement profession across the state of Illinois and Whereas Chief Cobb has been exemplary leader of the, of the Champaign Police Department and his leadership will continue in his efforts at the state of Illinois. When marking the culmination of a career of service to the Champaign-Urbana community, it is appropriate that members of the Champaign City Council should come together to express our appreciation for his service and our gratitude for a job well done. Now therefore we, the members of the City Council of the City of Champaign, do hereby honor the more than nine years of service to Champaign, the more than 28 years of service to the broader community, and the exemplary career of Chief of Police Anthony Cobb. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the minutes of the July 6, 2021 regular council meeting and the minutes of the July 13, 2021 regular study session. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Do we have any correspondence? No, Your Honor, we do not. Okay, we do have a public hearing. And I'd like to open the public hearing. The purpose of this public hearing is to provide an opportunity for all persons interested or affected by the Brookview Annexation Agreement Amendment located at 2001 to 2019 South Duncan Road to express their views. The area of property which is subject of the Brookview Annexation Agreement Amendment is 3.24 acres 
and is located west of Duncan Road and a half mile north of Windsor Road. The proposed amendment for the Brookview Condominium Association will terminate the existing annexation agreement and allow the condominium associations to continue fire protection service by the city of Champaign under an annual contract. Notice of this public hearing was published on July 17, 2021 in the News Gazette. And if anyone desires to express his or her views regarding the annexation agreement amendment, please come forward and be recognized. Seeing no one, I now declare this public hearing closed. Will the clerk please call the first council bill? Council Bill 2021-112, a resolution approving change order two with Carl Healthcare Incorporated, DBA Carl Physician Group. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to approve and authorize the city manager to execute change order number two with Carl Healthcare Inc. doing business as Carl Physicians Group and the amount of $24,245 to extend the existing contract to provide medical consultant services for the City of Champaign Fire Department for one additional year, July 1st, 21 through June 30th, 22, for the purpose of completing 30 physicals for firefighters on the HAZMAT response team. The new contract, including the change order number two, is $251,562. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue, please step forward. Seeing none, council comments. Clerk, please call the roll. Council member Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Iniguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, council bill passes eight to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill 2021-113. A resolution approving an agreement for the renewal of a small municipal and county government enterprise agreement. So moved. Second. The purpose of the council bill is to authorize the city manager to enter into a three-year license agreement with Environmental Systems Research Inc. Institute Inc. in an amount not to exceed $55,000 annually for an unlimited software license for the use of ArcGIS software suite. The city makes extensive uses of the software for purposes such as creating, maintaining, and analyzing geographic data, powering interactive web mapping applications for city staff and the general public. This agreement would save the city money by eliminating the need to purchase and maintain additional licenses over the three-year period. The term of the agreement is September 3rd, 21 through September 2nd, 2024. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Council member Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Iniguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes eight to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill 2021-114. An ordinance approving an annexation agreement amendment between the City of Champaign and the Brookview Condominium Association. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to terminate the Brookview Condominium 
association annexation agreement. The existing agreement stipulates that the city could pursue annexation 10 years after the execution of the agreement in exchange for providing municipal fire protection and emergency services through a contract. The proposed dissolution of the annexation agreement will terminate the existing agreement and eliminate the requirement for annexation. Approval of the council bill requires six affirmative votes. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Dominguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes 8 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council bill 2021-115, an ordinance approving the final plat of Legends of Champagne Phase 3. So moved. Second. I apologize. I'm actually on the wrong page for the description. So give me a second. The purpose of this council bill is to approve the final plat of the Legends of Champagne Phase 3, which includes 24 lots for new residential homes. This 2.84 acre subdivision is located on the west side of Palmer Drive, north of Curtis Road. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Seeing none, please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Dominguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Councilor passes 8 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council Bill 2021-116, a resolution designating a portion of North 5th Street as Honorary Walter Smithway. So moved. Second. The purpose of this Council Bill is to designate North 5th Street between Tremont Streets and Eureka Street as Honorary Walter Smithway. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wishing to address this issue, please step forward. Please state your name. Okay. Any council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Dominguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council passes 8 to 0. Please call the last bill. Council Bill 2021-117, a resolution accepting a bid for the 2021 sewer lining project. So moved. Second. This council bill accepts the bid and authorizes the city manager to execute an agreement with Hair Construction Inc. in the amount of one billion three hundred well one million three hundred thousand five hundred and thirty dollars and forty cents and authorizes a workforce diversity incentive payment in an amount not to exceed sixteen thousand two hundred and fifty six dollars and sixty three cents for the twenty twenty one sewer lining project. Are there any technical questions other than the amount? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Dominguez? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council vote passes 8 to 0. We're now at the point of our meeting for general audience participation. If you wish to address the council, please step forward, 
State your name and city of residence. Please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Alan Max Axelrod, City of Urbana. I work in Champaign. I'm speaking, you to, speaking to you tonight in my capacity as a co-chair of the Champaign-Urbana Democratic Socialists of America. Over the past few weeks, we have been lightly canvassing the community about the support for workforce training program. Tonight, I'm going to be telling you some of the interactions that we had, as well as some of the concerns expressed on some broader issues. The signature rate that I've normally experienced in canvassing most communities is about five signatures an hour when doing non-targeted canvassing just down a street. In the Garden Hills area, we've experienced double that rate when explaining to them what the support for workforce training program is and what we hoped it would do. One of the people who signed our petition is a Parkland staffer who was not just enthusiastically supported supportive, but wanted follow-up communications on how this goes. As I had mentioned before, when we had canvassed at the terminal, there were some black youth there that said in response to the canvassing pitch about increasing the stipends and enrollment in the Support for Workforce Training Program using American Rescue Plan funds, that they would never see any of that money. After telling them that a high school degree nor a GED were required, they signed. This trend has continued, not just with the young, but the elderly too. When canvassing in the bus stops, we've had similar interactions in Urbana as well. Members of the Party for Socialism and Liberation have been canvassing in the Silverwood area, while the Democratic Socialists of America have been focusing on Garden Hills. When we are canvassing in that area, in addition to asking people to not only sign and support, but if to express whether or not they are interested in enrolling in the Support for Workforce Training Program. Amongst the scant number of petition sheets that DSA has in our, in our possession, 22 people have so far expressed interest in joining the Support for Workforce Training Program. Now, advertising is pretty good. Having informational sessions is pretty good, but one of the problems with that in terms of efficiency is, as many people know, the bystander effect. When you engage in one-on-one -on -one conversations, you tend to have more people who are willing to say that they are interested in that program. That is part of the reason we are doing this. It's because there is a really good program. It needs to have its enrollment filled and then the cities of Urbana and Champaign, and possibly even the school boards, should engage in an intergovernmental agreement to provide support for this program, as well as many other violence prevention means. Because as people have noted, there seems to be a lack of equity in the places that are experiencing increased violence. This is about bringing equity to those places and nothing more. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Please step forward. 
Tom Moore from uh, 101 West Windsor Road in Urbana. They haven't known um, Chief Cobb and his family for the last 40 years. I just wanted to say uh, thank you, Anthony, for your service and congratulations on your new endeavors and, and good luck to you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Please step forward. State your name and city of residence. Please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Good evening, council members. I'm Creel, and I reside in Garden Hills and Champaign. This past week since Thursday has been pretty traumatic. I was doing some research because I, I don't want to live in Champaign anymore, honestly. I'm on SSI. I make $1,200 a month. If I sell my little house and immediately buy a new one within three months, I can stay on SSI. 92% of the cities and towns, irregardless of their size in Illinois, are safer to live in than Champaign right now. 92%. What are we going to do about this? You guys are the leaders. Help us lead. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Please step forward. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Craig Walker, um, City of Champaign. <clears throat> so I wanted to come down today and really, you know, the saying goes, you don't know how good you got it. So you don't have it anymore. And I just wanted to thank Chief Cobb as the Chief of Police. I remember being here in uh, March of 2012 when the Chief was sworn in. And that was a great day and the community celebrated it. And it should be noted that, you know, I'm a data guy and I was looking at the data and beyond the data, Champaign Police Department's professionalism as a force has never been higher in what is obviously tough times across the country as it relates to gun violence. Our officers have remained professional and continue to do a great job. But, you know, 2020 will not, 2021 will not define Chief Cobb. Um, I noted some stats. When you came in in 2012, there was approximately 600 burglaries in 2011, and that was down to 276 in 2018, 300 in 2019. Same with uh, assaults. In 2012, we had 552. Those went down to 440 in 2018. Robberies, 2012, excuse me, 2012 was 552, and excuse me, and went down to 83. The point is, crime went down. In fact, murders, we had three in 2012. In 2019, we had two. So the data speaks that you were an effective chief, you brought this community together in what is probably one of the most difficult times from the post 
um, post-traumatic trauma that the community suffered from the Keyshawn Carrington murder. So I just want to say that, again, Chief, and to the city of Champaign, we're very lucky to have this man. <clears throat> and I know it's a tough time for people, but we have to remember that when you give up, the other side wins. And so I don't think anybody in this room should give up. And uh, I look forward to watching your career, Chief, and continuing to train good officers. And let's just hope that uh, as a community we can do more to come together, um, but recognize that as it relates to the crime statistics of Champaign, the, we've never really even had more than five or six in a year, that what's currently going on is post-traumatic stress, PTSD from the pandemic, the economic issues, and that's something that America has never had to grapple with. And I was just saying today, it's, we solve all our disagreements now. If it's not with guns, it's the politics of personal destruction, it's the going on Facebook rants to demean or condemn. Saw some of the comments you'll see in some of the various newspapers. And I just want to urge uh, the good people of Champaign to keep working hard. Um, we all care about the city. We lost a great chief to another adventure. Nine years is good enough. But I do think that in terms of the next chief, I've heard a lot of discussion about the next chief, and I think that'll be a very interesting uh, process. And most important, we need to recruit good people to apply not only for chief but for the officers. But <clears throat> everybody remembers pre-2012, 2008, 2009, when policing was a lot different in Champaign. And I feel very comfortable with this council and this staff we are not going back to those days. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Hi, Eddie Pratt Jr. I am a DSA member. I am a resident of Urbana. Um, <clears throat> So I'm um, just going to go back to something I said before you all about, say, about a month ago when um, I spoke about conditions being satisfied for a potential crime increase, going back to April 1st when the ICC decided they wasn't going to reinstate the utility moratorium. 15 days later, mass utility shutoffs. Not soon after that, evidence of crime rising. We sit on the precipice again of something of the same sort, the same things in play. Back then, COVID caseloads were still around 2,000 a day. 
they have surged back to that number. The conditions are satisfying themselves. We are not back to an economic point of normalcy. The conditions are satisfying themselves. But at the root of it all is inequity. Where these things happen, these shootings happen, where this violence happens, this domestic violence, where it happens tends to be in the areas of the city where people are making less than the median wage per household. And we know where those places are. I aim to fight right directly at the root of it all. People are entrapped by this system. COVID just put a spotlight on it and made it so that no one in this room or outside of it here in CU or across the country could ignore. Welcome to the rest of everyone else's life. If you haven't been there before, this is it. Every day, it seems like things are happening here that reminds me of my hometown of Detroit in the 90s. Now, I heard about a woman not even opening her door and then being shot. This is something that would happen as commonplace in Detroit to the point that people didn't open their doors. Or on the reverse side, they shot first, asked questions later. It amounts to death. The price of inequity is death. It doesn't matter who we arrest. If the living conditions doesn't change, we just serve to create a cycle. We have names for them, be it school to prison pipelines, whatever. Nonetheless, something like investing into workforce development is one of the things, I'm not gonna say is the thing, because there's a lot that we need in our community, but the ability to give our residents a direct path out of poverty, because the fact of the matter is real simple, it doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but when you have shelter and food and the things that you need, you're not really thinking about shooting or robbing anyone. That's the fact. People don't commit crimes because they, they want to. For the most part, it's done out of desperation. That desperation comes from being in an inequitable place. You tell me where the champagne sit in those statistics. I could tell you it's not too high, but we can change that. This ask is not one that is impossible. We're talking about basically the sum of $2 million. Now, granted, some may feel $25 million isn't a lot, then to say that $2 million is even less than that. Maybe even a drop in a penny, but it can be done because, well, this body and the body of uh, Urbana Mr. has. Pratt, your time is up. Thank you. But uh, let me end with this. We can do this. We have done a intergovernmental agreement of double the capacity 
I would like to see us do the things that will lead to positive results in our community. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Seeing none, council comment. Councilmember Kyle. I know that we uh, just did a, a, a proclamation, but just a, a couple of words um, to you, Chief Cobb. Your um, service to the city um, has been beyond exemplary. Uh, like I said, and I've long known, few people will know the lines that you had to work through and what you had to work through and what you carried all of these nine years. It's impossible for people to know. Of course, we can judge and we can criticize or we can praise, but it's impossible to know. You led this uh, community through a number of crises while still supporting officers in trying to restore relationships amongst the community. And um, that is to, to not just be, um, that's not to just be taken lightly. I think one of the things that I'll always remember was when you were marching um, with the people after the George Floyd and you kneeled. And a lot of people didn't understand why you kneel. But there are certain things that I know that keep, not only are your personal convictions, but there are certain things that keep peace in ways that people will never, ever understand. But I understood. Um, it's important, as Mr. Moore um, said, to congratulate you on your new position. I really haven't done that, and I think it would be selfish of me to not to say congratulations and look forward to the success because you're working on the infrastructure again. Um, the last thing I'll thank you for is before police reform was legislated, you actually uh, worked behind the scenes to lay a lot of the framework to um, what we will see in the near future. And for all of those things, I thank you for. Um, and pray for your continuous endeavors and your success. Anyone else? Councilmember Gladney. I too just want to thank Chief Cobb for his service. Um, you know, he's, he's from Champaign. He has a lot of uh, community connections here. Uh, and has, as a chief has been open to trying new things, new ideas. And um, we've, we've needed that. And, uh, you know, he's leaving big shoes to fill. Uh, but uh, I wish him well um, on his next endeavor. Thank you. Anyone else? Councilmember Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I'm just going to be brief and add my thanks to Chief Cobb for the great service he gave to the citizens of the city of Champaign and his longtime service to this entire community. I, we really appreciate it. The community is forever indebted to you. Thank you. Councilmember Pianfetti. I'm adding my thanks to you and my respect for all you did for this community and will continue to do, um, and for your responsiveness to, as a newer council member a few years ago, to 
the needs of my district and uh, to the questions that I had. You are um, a true um, officer and somebody that is true to public service and that was always appreciated and visible, so thank you. Councilman Williams. I just want to take my time and say thank you, Chief. Appreciate you. Um, I had, I had, I think everyone knows here that um, I, I've met Chief when I was in high school. Um, he's always been the same person. Um, I, I, I am so proud of you, Chief. Man, you are really um, just an, an example for me and those that are in the, within the community. Um, I just want to say um, <clears throat> thank you, Chief. Yeah, just thank you. Anyone else? No. Uh, Chief, thank you. Um, how, how proud we all have been of you um, because you are one of our own. Um, your service in Urbana and your service here um, has been a gift to our community. I personally have seen you interact with the public. You know everyone. But not only do you know them, they all respect you and they know that you care about them. I can see it in the interactions. I've seen you lead your officers and I've seen you handle the pressures that come with being a chief of police in a community where council members get questions and you have to deal with them. Um, and you, know, you, you have managed it all with a grace that I'm not sure any of us could really have had. Um, I am excited for the state of Illinois and what that will mean, not only for our community, but for officers across the state to have you there. Um, but, but you will, um, you will leave a hole here of people who, um, appreciate the work that you did and, um, respect the time that you, you served here. And uh, we wish you the best. And we know that this is always home for you, no matter what your future leads you to do. So thank you. Uh, so with that, that, oh, city manager, do you wanna? Thank you, Your Honor. Um, Anthony, I apologize, because it's hard for me to look at you and talk at the same time. Um, and I'll have another opportunity to make some remarks later this week, but. I want to add my own comments um, with this being the chief's last meeting. Um, I did not hire Anthony to be our chief, but he is the only chief I have ever known in my tenure as city manager. I've had the, um, the privilege of working with him, of knowing the caliber of his character, of seeing how much of his heart and his person he has put into this job. Um, I'm so grateful that he has been a part of this organization. I'm so grateful he has been a part of my life. Um, calling him Anthony is hard because he's my chief. And you know there are certain positions that you attain in our society that as a title of respect, um, I always call him chief. And I'm here to say that I'm gonna always call him chief because Anthony will always be a person who deserves that level of respect and what he has given and contributed to this community, we can never pay him back for. But at this moment, what I wish for him is I wish for him that he can move forward with his life 
enjoy and receive much back um, for all that he has given. And so I want to thank you, Anthony, um, and, and enjoy it because I'm always going to call you chief. So thank you. Chief, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I also don't want to let the opportunity go by if you want to speak. So I know you've got a you've got an official retirement, so I don't want to force you. No, thank you. Uh, everyone has been kind. Um, I greatly appreciate my time here. I've enjoyed serving the citizens of uh, this community. It's still home for me. I look forward to being able to work with everyone in a different capacity as I move forward in my career and move forward uh, in my life. So thank you all. And vouchers. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the vendor payments in the amount of $3,219,905.31. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carries. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve two payrolls, the payroll of July 16th, 2021, in the amount of $139,734.93, and the payroll of July 23rd, 2021, in the amount of $2,067,514.96. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Lastly, Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the investments in the amount of two million nine hundred ninety-eight thousand six hundred twenty dollars. Second. Any discussion? <clears throat> All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Madam Mayor, I move that we adjourn into closed sessions to discuss matters related to collective negotiating matters. Is there a second? Followed by adjournment. Followed, Followed by, by adjournment. Second. All right, will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Aningas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. We are recessed into closed session to be followed by adjournment. <laughs>